ears to good friends. Cheers. 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 Hmm. That's sort of an oaky afterbirth. What was that? She did tell me to uh, get a beer and some cheese fries some over cheese at Eskimo fries. Joe's. That's very nice, lovely. I only hope you feel this way when I'm done. Because I could destroy this night in two seconds. Why is that funny? <laughs> well, I think it's a bit funny to be trying to define nothing. <laughs> Smooth as a bourbon on a summer day. Strong as a peated scotch in the winter night. This is a fair warning. The Catholic Man Show is about to begin. Slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side, so raise your glass. Adam Minahan here, sitting with David Niles. We are sans Juan. Juan is not here this evening. Everybody say a prayer for Juan as he has been traveling to go see friends in Oklahoma. Is it Ed? Oh, no, Enid. I think he went to go know. see friends in Enid. But we do have Jim here. I'm, just, I'm mad about it. You yeah, because it's super inconvenient like, for first us. First of all, what you have you have other friends Juan? besides us, and like, they're even in out they're outside of Tulsa. What? What's going on, Juan? Uh, but yeah, so we we don't have Juan here tonight. But the truth is, Juan has way more friends than you or I. Like that's put, true. Like put together, I think I think that's accurate. He's a friendly He's dude. Like cooler than us. Yeah, no doubt. So we have an exciting show tonight because I uh, have been doing a little bit of reading on a Dominican priest who okay. is uh, he's a medieval named Dominican. Is a Dominican priest named <laughs> Jesus, uh, and he's not known to a lot of people. Or at least for me, I, it, he was a guy that I I did not I was not aware of, but played a very big role in the uh, in the liturgy even. And was around during St. Thomas Aquinas' time. So we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about prayer this evening. On that, I think it's really funny, Dave. I was scrolling through some of our episodes because, by the way, we're about to hit year five of the Catholic Man Show. Art thou serious? Yes, uh, we are getting very close to five years. I think next month, or like within three or four weeks, will be it's so uh, weird. five years. So weird. Would have not have, would not have and, guessed that. And to think, over that five years, when we've we actually gotten younger. And worse. Right. I mean, both. Yes. But uh, so I was actually going through some of our episodes, like just scrolling through episodes that we've done in the past. And I re- like, it's funny how you, as you're scrolling through, you, you can just see what we basically have been reading. Yeah. You know, because that's as exactly you, what it is. As we scroll through, it's like, oh, yeah, this is when we uh, came across leisure. Oh, yes. This is when uh, we, were, we were talking about divine simplicity. Or uh, yeah. actually, I don't know if we've done a divine simplicity, but. We might have. Um, I know we've talked. It, we've we've talked about we've it. Talked about it. I don't but know it's, it's just interesting as I was scrolling through the episodes. It's just it's it was funny that uh, I was going through there and be like, oh yeah, I remember when Dave was reading this. But uh, let's let's ha- let's try this beer. We're having a beer this evening. We're not having a uh, whiskey. We're having a beer. This is from Elk City, uh, Elk Valley Brewing Company. It is an imperial stout. It's called uh, Latte Nemesis. It is mm-hmm. a age a stout. Aged on coffee beans, vanilla, and lactose. Okay. So, pre- 
be prepared. Thanks for the heads up. <laughs> yes. Uh, 9% ABV, so it is a stronger stout. But Elk Valley is a well-known brewery out of the Oklahoma City area. So I like to try to support local... You know, Are they from uh, Elk City by chance? I don't know. You don't know? Okay. I do not know. I, I think it's just Oklahoma City. There is a place called Elk City. City right. But, but I, it's a small place. Let me tell you, Oklahoma beer is... Their beer game, our, our beer game is is strong. Personally, I don't feel like anybody can really brag about their beer anymore because every, every everybody's got good beer. You've got good beer. We've got good beer. Let's, they've got good beer. Let's all hang out and drink some good like, beer. Everybody has great beer, which is great because <laughs> now, whenever you go somewhere, you know for sure, walk into a brewery, they're gonna have great beer. I mean, like. How many breweries can you think of that don't have great beer? Only a handful. I mean, it's like, that's a small list. Right. I agree. And even those that don't, like, well, they're coming around. Give, them, give I, them time. Right. I mean, like, no. So it's a, it's a good day to be alive mm-hmm. for a beer drinker. For a beer drinker. Yeah. What did you think of the beer? It is exquisite. You like it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty uh, Imperial Stout. Doesn't hit you right away, right up the bat. It's not like boom, full flavored, right off the bat. But then you go, oh, hello. there it is. Nice to meet you. Welcome to the party. Yes, I agree. It's really delicious. It is very good. What the, do you think, Jim? You like it? This is yummy. This is yummy. I'm quoting the, Jim there. He has used the word yummy before, but this time he said, "This is yummy." yummy. Yeah, that's a. He put a different inflection on it, and I want our audience to know that he really meant it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, so let me tell you something that's happening this coming Saturday. If you are listening uh, either live mm. as we're as we're streaming, or if you're listening on the podcast, this coming Saturday, one of our patron members, uh, Stephen Hool, has kind of started this thing for a, a monthly um, monthly call, monthly Zoom call for our patrons. Do you mean Saint Stephen? Yes, I do. I believe you mean Saint Stephen. Saint Saint Stephen Hull. So what he's doing is because you know there's a lot of guys out there right now that haven't had a lot of good Catholic men interaction. A lot of the Catholic conferences have been canceled or postponed. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the uh, men's groups have been kind of postponed. Knights of Columbus, maybe I don't know. I'm not sure if Knights of Columbus has their meetings have been kind of postponed. Anyway, uh, so there's there's been a lack of fraternity in the Catholic world. And so what he decided to do is every month, once a month, we're going to have on a Saturday night, we're going to have a zoom call with uh, all of our patrons. Sweet. And so that way, and we're going to just like, it's not going to be structured. It's not going to be uh, something like, it's not going to be ordered. It's just going to be like, Hey, let's hang out. Let's kind of grow together in, in, in prayer and make some jokes. Yes. One thing, one of the things that St. Stephen Hull did do is lay down some ground rules, which I was, which I appreciate. Um, there's no talk of, of COVID, um, and and there's no talk of politics. Okay. Not that either one are bad to talk about, but the idea of this whole thing is going to be like for unity, keep it friendly and not divisive. So, um, so anyway, if you are a patron member, you can join these calls that are, that are monthly. The first one is going to be this Saturday. COVID, there's just really no reason to talk about it. Like politics, there's is is a is a worthy topic of debate and of discussion but it's it's something that should be discussed among your 
uh, like people that you have a, a good relationship with already. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not necessarily the best relationship forming. Right. That's why topic it, for discussion. We try to take out the divisive right. topics because this is all yeah. about like when you're building a relationship, it should all be about commonality. Yeah, common ground. And you could find commonality in politics, but also you might not. Right. That's the when, thing. When you throw, you know, a couple hundred guys in a, I don't know how many people will end up doing it, but we have uh, the capabilities of several hundred people getting on. There's going to be difference of opinions, which is good. Right. Debate's good. Uh, but anyway, so that that's an option if you are a patron member and you've missed that email. That's happening this Saturday. So sweet. Come and go as you please. Just very. A conversational, very low key. Check, so it'll be fun. Just check in. Check in. Yeah. See see how your brothers are doing. So what do you think of this beer? I like it. I don't I didn't think uh, I don't catch the coffee as much. You don't? No, I, I, I catch more of the vanilla and I definitely, oh, I definitely get a lot the of cream. vanilla. Like, almost to like me the coffee the cream. is very present. Really? You're not picking up you are not getting it. I do, but I just thought it was gonna be more, I uh-huh. guess. Um, oh man. But that's interesting. I wonder if like I mean, they came from the same the same pack, right? Mm-hmm. You think they were probably all canned at the same time? Yeah, I I really enjoy it. I I enjoy. I it. definitely get coffee. I I do too. I just don't get it as much as what I. You thought it'd be stronger. Correct. Okay. Um, yeah, Dave. So if you had if you had to guess, you know, you have three young girls and a boy. I have uh, three boys and a girl. My boys are a little older. If you had to put money, not knowing. If you had to put money on who would be going to the emergency room more, the Niles girls or the Minahan boys, which would you put? Would you? What would you put money on? I would put money on the Niles girls. Really? Yeah. I think you'd be in the minority. I mean, I think. Well, I have a, I have inside information into yeah, how but, often the Niles girls go to the emergency. Well, that's what I say. If you didn't know. Oh, if I didn't know, but the well, that's hard for me to answer because I do know. Right. I, in fact. I'm I think one most of the very only people who know. I think most people would say the Minahan boys would be. I agree. Would be that's the obvious answer. Like, However, uh, Elizabeth broke her arm. You know, she broke a bone before any of my boys have broke. Knock, you know, knock on wood. Yeah. And then Bernadette went busted up her nose or yeah, something. Yeah, she decided she decided to to dive headfirst into a coffee table recently. Uh, I didn't even it's see right it. here on the bridge. It was blood was everywhere. Oh man, bless her heart. My, uh, Did she get stitches? I didn't even ask. My, no. No stitches. Good. That's why it's purple. That is not a bruise. It's actually glue. Blood. Oh, it's glue. It's purple glue. Okay. So they glued the, it back together. The, the doctor was like, well, we'll do purple because she's, she's a girl. Because she's a girl. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, okay. It's going to look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to look like she's bleeding. like a huge like a bruise. bruise. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Well, I'm glad she's okay. I didn't get it. Yeah, she was totally fine. Good. She's Good. very brave. Good. Mary uh, has not gone to the emergency room. Right. Thank, thank goodness. Thanks be to God. Yeah. The the boys and I went to Clear Creek this weekend. We did the work day. Yeah. Uh, that was really awesome. It's just great to get out there. There's, I don't know, probably 250, 300 guys or people there for the work day, which is really good. And we did some tree trimming, some brush hauling. Yeah. And we went with my dad. It's just really cool to have that tradition, even though we didn't necessarily do a whole lot for the monks, you know. But going together as uh, grandpa, father, and then sons, 
just doing things together like that is it feels good it feels good so it's right in jest we'll talk about this uh sweet man gear on the other side of this break we'll be right back Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan and Jimbo Spencer. We are San Juan. The whole the whole quality of production today is really feeling the loss of Juan. This segment brought to you by the Catholic Woodworker. Promo code TCMS for ten percent off all purchases from CatholicWoodworker.com. You should go there. They have some new crucifixes coming out. Go there and peruse. Yes. Just peruse. He you, supports us. Use TCMS. We're, we're partnering we with, with uh, Jonathan from the Catholic Woodworker for our uh, Father's Day giveaway. We have a Father's Day giveaway. It's going to be no epic. No spoilers. No spoilers. But it will be epic. So It's going to be epic. Yes. That's a spoiler, but no more no more no spoilers. More. Okay. So... Go, go check his his stuff out. I did the banner thing. Did you see that? It was very good. The last time I tried to do that, it, it, it cut only away. played the, the banner. banner. There was no camera. No video. It was just the banner. Well done, dude. But this time, I nailed you, you it. You nailed it. Nice. Okay, so our, so we're we're drinking a little bit of stout. Our, our gear this evening, if you guys have, are watching on YouTube or on our stream, you'll see that we're not drinking. Are typically sponsored by these people? No. Are they giving us money? No, they're not giving us money, and have we, we bought asked, these. Have we asked them to give them no, give us money? No, we have not. We didn't even ask. No. That is amazing. Um, But normally we have we drink our beers in a Catholic Mancho beer glass, but you'll see this evening we're not. We're drinking them out of these koozies, and it's called a chill and reel. Chill and Chill, chill and real. Reel them in cold. Uh, reel them in cold. So what it is, it's 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 basically designed for dads who take their their kids out this is fishing. A, probably a bad idea, but I'm gonna take the rubber band off of mine. If you do, there's gonna be. It's gonna. It's gonna I know. It's gonna. It's gonna mess. It's gonna so what mess. it is? It's a koozie that you can also fit that you can fish with. And here's what here's what it's made for. It's made for dads who take their kids, the young kids, out fishing. Which, as a dad, I think that you need to take your kids out fishing, even if you don't know how to fish very well, even if you're not a fisherman. The the importance, the things that you can learn in fishing that your kids can learn in fishing, uh, is it's hard to replicate the opportunities they can get to learn, like patience, uh, reward, you know, perseverance. There's a lot of things that, that can come from uh, learning they how to fish. They're like they will learn not to be afraid of touching a fish. Fish, right? Because like that's every, which which like, is important. If your son is afraid to touch a fish, like it can be embarrassing as a dad, right? Sure. Yeah. Um. So what it is, it's a koozie, and it's a it's a hard koozie on the outside. It's soft koozie on the inside. You you put your beer in the koozie. You slide it in. There's a knob on there with a where you can uh, wind up your fishing reel. And so what you're able to do is, as you're drinking your beer, you can kind of cast, throw out uh, a line to, you know, just kind of leisurely fish as you're fishing with your something kids. Something close to the... Something close to the, to close the shore. Close to the shore, right. Uh, but, you know, it's it's not really made to, you know, obviously for a serious fisherman, but it's more of, like, as a, as a dad, you know that when safe, you take your kids... safety? No, it's not. We have uh, a lot of equipment. Right. I'm gonna do it anyway. As uh, as a dad, if you go take your kids fishing, you know that you spend most of your time untangling, Jim, get them unsnagged. Jim, catch. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, see it works. Oh, I got a big one. Yeah. 
but, it's a lunker. But as a, as a dad, you you sit it there. Worked. It does work. It 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 worked. Yeah. Uh, you spend most of your time unsnagging, untangling, right? Uh, help, you know, re putting new lures on. You don't actually get a chance to fish <laughs> very often uh, if you take your kids. There's a big gym. Um, but this is kind of cool because it gives you the opportunity. Like, you know, there's oh, I got I got a couple minutes before I have to go unsnag my kid again. I'll just kind of cast that out there leisurely, uh, have a beer, and just kind of. I would tell you. I, I would tell you the only. I would tell you the only thing this is missing. You know how on your reel, if you don't have a hook, there's like a little loop on it for you to run the fishing line through to like catch the fishing line so that it holds it. I th- I feel like this could benefit from one of hmm. from one of those like something t- so that it it just has a little hook so that way you can because I'm gonna take the rubber band off. I'm probably not gonna keep the rubber band with it. You know, right. so it would be nice to have a little catch that mm-hmm. would hold the the line the line. So that I could just toss the koozie somewhere, you know, in my fishing gear and not have to worry about winding up the fishing line every time. Right. So what you do is you, you take... Uh, but where, you know what you can do? Just cut a little slit Yeah. right there and yeah, put it in there. You can do it yourself. Sure. So you take where where the reel is, where the uh, sticker is on the koozie. You aim that to wherever you want to, to cast. You just throw it out there and and, you know, have a beer and... Just kind of leisurely. I could see I fish. I can. I don't know how much string is here, but honestly, I could see you casting this pretty far. You can, yes, because it comes with a very heavy weight, right? Which is you underhand throw uh, the line out there to, to or you catch. Can do like I did. I was like swinging, swinging that it. Puppy. Sure, yeah, sure. But I liked it. I thought it was kind of cool. I thought it was a cool thing for a dad to have. It is a neat idea. You know, it's kind of like a good, a cool gift idea. Yeah. Uh, you know, for somebody that just like, hey, you don't mean a whole lot to me. <laughs> this is didn't cost me a whole lot of money, but it's still cool. Yeah, it's a it's a cool gift. We've all we've all got people like that sure. in our life, you know. And obviously, they don't know that we're even promoting this. So, uh, but I will put I will attach the uh, the URL and and things like that to our show notes, so you can check that out as if well. They want to send us money. My bank account number Would is be. yes. So anyway, uh, I mean, don't you always have you have uh, good fishing stories with your dad, like that you remember, right? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, my dad and I we used to go fishing a lot. Um, one time I hooked his hat. I was walking in front of him on our way, and I remember like just being a kid, like with ADD. Mm-hmm. You know, I have ADD, and I was swinging my fishing pole around and snagged his hat. I don't think anybody believes you that you have ADD. <laughs> yeah, I know. But yeah, we used to go. We did. We used to go fishing a lot, um, and those were just really great. They were always really great. I benefited because I'm the oldest. You know, right. like my younger brother, he's seven years younger than me. I don't, I don't know if he got to go fishing quite as much. You know, that's mm-hmm. just the way it is. Right. As more obligations. Right. You know, you got more kids, less time. But I mean, I can't. I, my my boys love fishing. I we've said this on the show before, but I can't remember. Your kids have caught more fish than most people have in their entire life. I think Pro- big ones. Yeah, probably. I mean, like Luke Maybe. has got a bunch of big fish. Yes, he has that it. pond. That, that I'm not going to say what pond it is because you know, right? A you fish, don't, and that you would break all the code, right? But that pond that you guys go to is like a diamond in the rough. It's a nice pond. Yes, but. You know the the look on a kid's face 
when they know that they have a fish on the on the line and they're reeling it in and they finally the fish breaks the water and they finally get to see oh. it when a bass jumps out of the water as you're reeling it in that is a that's a and, moment and, and you get it to see their moment. face of oh. excitement it's very oh, hard I meant, to, I meant for yourself well that too but i mean like I mean, just in the in the life of a fisherman of a person right it's just so exciting yeah and, and to watch your sons be able to do that or, and your daughters i mean uh, anna doesn't really fish too often too much yet but she she may soon um take out the muana fishing pole yeah <laughs> she does have a pink fishing pole she likes but uh so anyway uh uh no my kids elizabeth has a muana fishing pole elizabeth mary has a tangled fishing pole oh okay which is ironic because it probably gets tangled a lot <laughs> no it doesn't <laughs> i think it's only been used one time <laughs> okay <laughs> the tangle rate is low okay fair enough so anyway uh, I I I just I thought it was I cool. It. I, I thought it was, it. I thought it was cool. And it's also it's also like a legit koozie. Mm-hmm. Hard it's called, shell. It's called the chill and real. So check that out. Chill and real. Chill and chill real. in real. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put a, a, a link on the show notes. Like chill I said. Chill and real dot com. Mm-hmm. Sweet. I dig it. Do you want to? Do you want to jump into the topic? We only have a few few minutes. Or did you have something else that you wanted to talk about beforehand? I did, and I don't remember what it was. Shocker, Mr. ADD. I just live in the moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we all have our faults. That's mine. Okay, fair I, enough. I live in the moment. In the moment. And this is just the moment I'm in. Okay, fair enough. So we're gonna talk about prayer. We're gonna talk about prayer uh, this evening. One of the the book that I've been reading. Actually, I'm. Uh, Almost finished. I have a few pages left on there. Uh, it was given to me as a gift from our good friend Thomas Lackey, who has been on the show before. Uh, but it's just recently translated. It's an old book that has recently just been translated into English within the last like couple months. It just was published. Uh, and it's translated by a Dominican priest, uh, Father Thomas Crean. And Crean? I believe. Isn't that how you would pronounce it? Uh, I suppose so. Um, C-R-E-A-N, yeah. He just wrote a book, I think, recently on uh, political uh, political philosophies, maybe integralism, I think, uh, that's been hitting... That's, 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 that's a, a topic tough... I've wanted to talk about for a long time. But Me too, but it just requires a lot of study. Harrison Garlick keeps refusing to come on the Deacon, show. Deacon Garlick. Deacon Garlick, yes. Yes. So, uh, so it's by... Thank so, you. You're Deacon, welcome. Deacon Garlic. Yeah. Yes. So it's by it's translated by uh, Thomas Crean, but th- the book is by Humbert of Romans, Father Humbert Humbert of Romans. Uh, the book is called. Can you just do that? Can you just like add of something? Like, yeah, you're David of Broken Arrow. I'm going to put that on my official introduction. Like I'm David of Broken this Arrow. Is, this is part of my bio. And now, David of Broken Arrow. There you go. It sounds cooler, like when you're of a place. Yes. Uh, it's on prayer. It says, uh, De Oratione, I believe is how it... Listen, I just started taking Latin classes. Dude, I got in. You're in now? I'm in. Nice. I told you I was going to get into that De class. De Oratione. How, is that how you would say it? Oratione, yeah. Oratione. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Diocese of Tulsa in Eastern Oklahoma just opened up a Latin class for us to learn Latin, so we're both now in it. I've only had one class. We're going to be fluent soon. But uh, De Oratione... I think the literal translation means of speech, like orator oratione, but uh, I think it's translated as a prayer. 
So when we get back, we're going to jump into the uh, talking about prayer, talking about some of his reflections on prayer, which I found pretty interesting. So we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Sipping on a little bit of Imperial Stout from Elk Valley Brewery. Latte Nemesis is what it's called if you want to check that out. Very good. We just got done talking to about... To quote the, Jim Spencer, it is yummy. It is yummy. We just got done talking about the Chillin' Reel. You can check that out as well. This segment of the episode is brought to you by Select International Tours. Go to selectinternationaltours.com slash Show. It is in our show notes. You can go check that out. Uh, sign up because we are planning a pilgrimage, hopefully soon, at some point. And you want to know when we release that and the information about it whenever we do. Yes. So they sponsor our show. They've been sponsoring our show for the last, uh, well, they're doing it all year. this year. So, and all Has it been almost, almost last year. So. Not quite Check a year. them out. Close. They help us, uh, hoping that you will help them as well. So check select international tours out. Um, okay, so we're talking about prayer today. We've had many shows on prayer. Ways of Mental Prayer is one of uh, a book that I've really enjoyed talking about how to enter into uh, meditative prayer and enter into yeah, contemplation. We did, a, we did a show on that not too long ago. Not too so long ago. It's. I guess I've is, been on a, a prayer sequel? kick. Is this a sequel? To no. ways of mental prayer. I mean, no. I, I didn't get the. No, it's I, not. I didn't get that vibe from you. No, it's not. It's just I guess I've been on a prayer kick recently. Uh, what does it mean to be on a prayer kick? Learning, like just learning more about I've prayer. Been checking out this prayer thing this lately. Prayer, like, I mean, I'm speaking, just seeing what it's about. Speaking to God, you know. Yeah, I've just been trying it, you know. And so I thought, like, we just uh, I had there's just a few things in there that I thought was really cool, and so I wanted to like talk to you about them, and okay, because I haven't had a chance to talk to you about it yet, and this is typically when we we do actually talk about fun things that uh we used to yeah i know we now we have all of our cool conversations like in on the internet right instead of instead of like on the, on the phone we used to do it or uh, like in the, back in the backyard. backyard having a cigar right they're way worse now yeah no cigars right. occasional pipe i almost brought my pipe over but i thought you know i just won't so uh, on prayer, we're talking about, we're going to talk, like, he gives several things, like three different things uh, for the result of thanksgiving in prayer, uh, three evils of being ungrateful in prayer. He, he breaks down different things on on the aspects of prayer. But before we, before we do it, he, he mentions a little bit about the importance of praying together and then also praying in uh, specific locations, consecrated, sacred ground and the efficaciousness of praying on sacred ground hmm. and and how it is it is more efficacious in prayer whenever you're doing that and yeah. you know the whole economy of graces and how this all works it gets it's a mystery. It, it gets kind of confusing it's a mystery but, to me anyway but he talked so he, in the book he's t- he's talking about the importance of um, praying the divine office and praying when the when the do church you ever do that do you ever pray the divine office? i try to everyone like especially during lent uh you do that's one of the things that i've been trying to uh, at least um, which ones do you do well i try to do compline at the end of night and then really um uh, i i try to do at least compline man but, i have i still have this horrible taste in my mouth about the divine office because it's so hard 
it's hard to do in like, are you doing it right? And it's different. Are you doing it by yourself? If you're doing it with two people, then they're like, oh, you read this, you read this, you know, the parts. Mm -hmm. And then if you're doing it with more than two people, there's even like there's a, a leader. different, right. Right. there's like a leader, a responder. And then there's sometimes like a, a group, but it's not, it doesn't say, there's no instructions. You don't know. And so like when I was coming into doing it, uh, this You're just not flipping back and forth, trying to figure well, out. Yeah. Oh, totally. And also, it's not so much this, but there were some people that I were doing it with, who, and this is I don't mean this at all, like uh, a rebuke of it. They, I did something wrong, and they laughed. Oh. And it, it kind of shut you down. It was very embarrassing for me, right? It was in front of other people, and they weren't trying to be spiteful. They weren't trying to be mean at all. Right. They just thought it was funny what I did. And it was. Mm -hmm. But for me in the mo, I was like very nervous and kind of vulnerable. Right. As we and were, you wanted to do it the right I way. I wanted to do it good. Right. I thought I was like catching on. Right. And then I wasn't, you know, and so I, for me, I still have this like emotional hang up hurdle. Yeah. A hang up. Exactly. About the divine office. It's very hard for me to, I, I, uh, it's a wound that's slowly healing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, because it's very important. Uh, it, I know. And, it's a liturgy. It's like the praying part of our of call to pray always. Right. right. Yeah, it's important. But he, he brings out something that, I, in a way that I hadn't thought of it before, and I thought it was pretty interesting. It's not earth-shattering or anything like that. I just hadn't thought of it before. But he talks about, uh, he says, everyone who comes to pray must hope that he will be uh, speedily answered, not if not in virtue of his own prayer, at least in virtue of the multitude when praying together. So, you know, he's talking about the importance of praying together, and he uses the example like, we don't say, my Father who art in heaven, hallowed yeah. be thy name. Our Father. We say we use our Father. So prayer is meant to be communal. The importance of praying when the church asks us to pray, you're praying with the whole body of Christ, the mystical body of Christ, those on this side of the veil and the other side of the veil, uh, you know, and so he just talks about the importance of it. And if not in, at least you get an answer if it's not by the virtue of your prayer, but hopefully when two or more gathered, it, it, it's more efficacious. Uh, you can at least maybe hopefully hear an answer in prayer with more people by virtue of yeah. a multitude of prayers. Dude, I had a, 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 it's so funny because today in mass, right after communion, it's a very it's a very intimate moment of prayer and I was praying like Lord I just want to do your will but like I don't I'm I'm weak I don't know what it is I'm easily distracted mm -hmm. like I just want to that's all I want help me to do it help me to do you know like I need you, I need you to come and help me and then I wish I I don't have the app on my phone to the the prayer that the priest reads at the very end of mass today uh, it was like, oh Lord, you know, something about help us to, like, we thank you for helping us to accomplish your will quickly. And it, it was like, that was exactly what you wanted, needed exactly to what I had been praying for, mm -hmm. you know, right after communion. And then here it was, and it, like, I just smiled. And, uh, so like after mass, I was praying and just thanking the Lord for Lord, you are so quick to answer prayer. Mm -hmm. You know, and that so that literally happened to me today, and so now here we are. That's awesome. Talking about the Lord being quick, and we should expect the Lord to be to quick answer. to answer answer prayer. Sure, right? Yeah, and uh, so so part say, of the virtue of hope. 
part of the virtue. And we'll actually go through, he talks about, he breaks down uh, the theological and cardinal virtues oh, in great. prayer. So we can talk about that here in just a minute. One thing I do want to touch on really quick before we, we get even more into it. He talks about, and I, I loved it because it was just it, what Peeper probably pulled from, uh, Joseph Pe- the Peepster, Joseph Peeper in uh, Leisure, the Basis of Culture. He talks about how we should be pr- we should pray more keenly on feast days and on fast days. Hmm. He says that on feast day, he gives us really cool. What does he mean to pray more keenly? Uh, probably more intentionally, like, um, Ex- like and, and expect more out of your expect, prayer. Yeah, more is that inten- what he means? You yeah, think? I think so. Uh, so he, he weaves in spiritual warfare throughout throughout his uh, writing. Okay. And he, sa- he talks about on feast days when God should be uh, should be better served. Demons are more troublesome troublesome to men. Mm. So on days, which kind of makes sense, right? When days that are, are given, like on the Sabbath. We're, we're we're called to rest in in the Lord. We're called to glorify the Lord in justice. We are called to 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 worship Him. Those are the days that the demons are going to try to frustrate you, frustrate your ends more than the other days, hmm. right? Wouldn't that make sense to you? Yeah. Like, it, no, it makes a hundred percent sense to me. And I will tell you that I have noticed on feast days, I tend to find myself. It's those days where I say. I didn't pray today or I did, you know, like mm-hmm. part of it is because on feast days, my routine gets interrupted, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, if it's, you know, on a Thursday or something, my Thursday routine gets interrupted. Okay. So part of it is like a natural thing, but I have noticed it so many times that I believe this very right. easily. Yeah, yeah. And so he, he he goes in and talks about the feast days, but he also talks about fast days, which is very apropos right now as we're going through Lent. And he says, with regards to fasts, note that just as fasting exists to sanctify us in opposition to bodily vices, so prayer does the same in regards to spiritual vices. And he brings up uh, how he how he how he breaks down the book is he makes a statement, and then he breaks it, breaks it down with uh, either. Uh, biblical evidence of, of what he's saying or a church father of something to support his his position so it's really great because he gives just like a little here's here's what i'm saying and here's the authoritative uh position that i'm pulling from yeah to to, to state my position uh, so it's really cool how he does this so he, he was talking about how saint jerome says by fasting the body is cured of its plagues and by prayer the mind well, uh, just back up a little bit. You sent me these your notes earlier today, and I, I only read the very beginning of them. And just he, what you mentioned at the beginning about how God hears prayers, or prayers are maybe more efficacious, I, whatever the, the right way to say it is, when you're praying in a holy location. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. But uh, there's a quote. I mean, you, there's, mm-hmm. you have it here in the notes from Second Chronicles. Yep. Why, why don't you read that? It says, My ears shall be attentive to prayer of him that shall pray. Play, uh, pray in this place, and it's talking about a sacred, a sacred ground. Yeah, I have so, no. I mean, like I knew that. All right, if you're praying in front of the Blessed Sacrament, obviously there's going to be a more intimate, you know, more intimacy there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't know that it meant that he was more likely to hear, like, to answer your prayer. Well, it just makes sense if this is the spot. Like, just it does it, make sense. It makes I, sense. I agree. Yeah, uh, but I just didn't know. Right, and that's like why in the economy of grace, as you mentioned, right. like I didn't know it worked like that. Right. Well, I mean, you know, even in our homes, in our domestic church, when we when we have a specific spot in our house that we consecrate that's set apart, that's set apart Which from sacred, set sacred. apart. It's a sacred spot that we go and pray together as a family. This is what this spot is meant to do. 
Uh, and so in, in the virtue of justice... Which you should have in your house. Which you should have in your house. Um, you know, you're, you're giving the respect and the reverence to that of who it, that is due, which yeah. is our Lord. So when we get back, I, I want to keep going on this because he has a lot of really great things to say. We'll, we'll be okay. right back. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. Jim Spencer guarding the door. He told us to remind you about the store that we have. You go to the CatholicManshow.com slash store. We do have a store. He handles all of our shipping, and he still has some hats and glasses. Hats. Or uh, shop, I'm sorry. The Catholic Manshow. We have ball caps, beanies, glasses, shirts. We got a new shirt. Yeah. Adam, you have on your shirt. This is our new temperance shirt. Virtue of Temperance. Featuring the Virtue of Temperance, brought to you by the Catholic Man Show. Boom. Something we exercise weekly. Mm-hmm. So some of, one of the so we're talking about uh, Saint Humbert, who is who was the master. I didn't say this at the, uh, at the beginning, but he was the master general of the Dominicans at the time. So he was like the head guy of the Dominicans during the time, and it was actually he lived during uh, Saint Thomas Aquinas. Humbert. Humbert. Yes. Okay. Uh, and he was the one that was in charge of like solidifying uh, the Dominican liturgy. Like saying, this is how we will do it. He, he's the Dominicans have their own liturgy. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. they do. Interesting. Uh, he also is like the patron of order orderliness because he, I guess, the Dominican order was kind of a little out of sorts before he got in, and he got in, cleaned it up, got it all structured oh, to where nice. uh, it could continue thriving. So anyway, so he's talking well about done, Saint Humbert. Uh, blessed, he's not a saint. Oh, blessed Humbert. Okay. Yes. Uh, so he's talking about uh, prayer, and he says on on holiness that mu- that must be found in prayer. So he gives us he gives like these three things uh, on all these different topics that he's talking about, and what and on prayer he says uh, there's three things in particular uh, in regards to prayer and holiness. He says the first is the inten- uh, intention of the mind, and he, he then he backs it up with scripture talking about in First Corinthians. He says I will pray with the spirit. And he also talks, and he uses Augustine a lot. Um, in fact, he did a whole, um, I think he did a whole, like, uh, translation of St. Augustine um, in some of his works as well. So he's very familiar with St. Augustine and, and references him a lot. But he, said, uh, he, he quotes St. Augustine saying, When you pray to God in psalms and hymns, let what is brought forth with the lips be turned over in the heart. So it's the intention, the intention in mind that you're, you know, let, let us remember that we're in the presence of God mm-hmm. kind of thing. So that's the first one he, sa- he talks about. Okay. Uh, the second one he says is, is uh, frequency. So pray without ceasing. Mm-hmm. So we should be continually bringing our minds back to to God, bringing our minds back to the, that w- which is holy. And I, like on this point, I would just want to say to people out there who are don't have the prayer life that you that you want or that you know that you should have or that you desire. Uh, consistency is more important than length. Yes, I think, yeah, I agree. Okay, so, it's. I mean, just imagine yourself in a relationship with a woman, okay? So if you've told her, look, I'm going to be here for five minutes every time, at, every day at this time. It's more important that you're there for that five minutes than if you're there for an extra five minutes, okay? I mean, if you're there for an extra five minutes, that's cool, but what you've, 
it's more important that you are there for that five minutes. So s- commit yourself to a, a certain amount of prayer, even if it's five minutes, if it's one minute, you can spare one minute of prayer every day. Mm-hmm. And then you will naturally find yourself praying longer. And when, when you start to see that, say, you know what, I'm going to increase it to a little bit longer. Well, your relationship grows, right? Right, just exactly. Like whenever you, you meet a girl, you maybe start talking to her every once in a while, and then your relationship continues to grow, yeah. and then it goes into courting, and then marriage, you know, and so sure. you just spend more and more time with them, because you fall deeper and deeper in love with the them. The consistency of your prayer is more important than the length, length. of your prayer. I agree. Yeah. Uh, the third one he talks about is holy purity. Basically, you know, to to not be in the state of mortal sin, um, and this is makes sense. Obviously, if we're talking about the holiness, the three things that we're talking about in prayer for holiness, mm-hmm. you, you have to be in the state of grace. So uh, that's what he means, just being in the state of grace. Yes, he talks because your prayer. Uh, I mean, prayer won't avail you any any salvific grace. Grace with if, outside if, of if you're if you're not in the state of grace. Correct. I mean, it might avail you. Um, like if you're not in the state of grace and you pray, Lord help me get to confession. It's not that the Lord won't hear that prayer. He will he wants to get you there, but it won't it won't be merit, it won't be meritorious in like a salvific correct. I believe point that's of view. I mean that's a that's another conversation. Yes. So he wraps that up with saying that in order to have holiness in prayer, one must take heed that the praying tongue be not infected by sin. So again, it's just the, the intention of mind, the frequency and making sure that you're in the state of grace. Yeah. Uh, another thing that he talks about, and we, we kind of uh, hinted at this uh, at, the, at the other break, was the, the theological and cardinal virtues that he weaves into prayer. So the theological virtues being faith, hope, and love, the cardinal uh, virtues being prudence, justice, fortitude, temperance. Uh, uh, for faith, you know, so that, we, so that our request be made in faith, knowing that our Lord is hearing us, you know, knowing that our Father in heaven is hearing our prayers, just as we hear our kids, you know, as a father, I want to hear what you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, hope that, so that we, uh, so that one has, uh, praying has no doubt. Um, and then charity that moves, moves on to holy desires, which our Lord will grant more willingly. Because the more you love, the more you have uh, the thought of more holy things, which yeah. pleases our Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, prudence, he talks about so that, uh, not harmful things be sought, but helpful ones. And so this goes into, uh, this is very interesting because when you're, when you're praying, you know, a lot of times it's like, well, Lord doesn't seem to be answering my prayers. Well, it could just be, he is answering your prayers, but uh, you're not asking the right thing. You know, there's a lot of times my, my boy wants candy. It's like, there's times I'll give you candy. Times I'm not going to give you candies right before dinner because it's not good for you. Right. You'll spoil your dinner. Uh, so you're not asking for the right thing at the right time. Uh, so it takes prudence to know what, you know, what you're needing, what you're supposed to be asking for, uh, and understanding okay. of, of um, right. what, you're at, what, what you're praying about. Yeah. It's not, maybe it's not prudent for you to be praying for $100 million. Maybe. You could try. It, you could try. <laughs> uh, so justice is get, just you know, giving God to what, what he is due, you know, that, to making sure that uh, you, you, you set aside that time. Yeah. Uh, fortitude, which uh, is part of courage, in order that one may persevere in knocking, you know, to not continue knocking at the door. Okay. And then uh, abstinent, uh, abstinence or temperance or temperance. Uh, this is uh, this is a characteristic of holy men that join in fasting in their prayers. 
So not letting your appetites control you. It's you know, yeah. it's easier to pray uh, when you have something kind of to offer the Lord, so to speak. Whether if it is just your time, but if your stomach is grumbling or you're you don't have your coffee or yeah. uh, you you haven't had whatever it is that you 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 enjoy, it kind of gives you just something else to offer up to our Lord. Sure. Yeah. Any thoughts there? No, I mean virtue is is prayer in action, mm-hmm. essentially. I mean. Uh, for the Christian, when when done with charity at its heart, you know, there's a difference between natural virtue and supernatural virtue. We've talked about that on the show, a different episode. You can go look that up. Mm-hmm. But when you're when you're practicing virtue out of love for our Lord, then it is it is a way of prayer. Mm-hmm. So then he talks about uh, gratitude in prayer and uh, ingratitude, like ha- being grateful for when your prayers are answered and when you don't, you're not grateful. When you don't express gratitude. Dear Lord, thank you for making me so awesome. Um, so do you want to... Totally crushed wanna, it the other day. Do you want to talk about the evils of ingratitude or sure. gratitude first? I'll, hey, I'll let you choose. Okay, we'll start, we'll start with the... You're in the driver's we'll seat. We'll start now. with the evil and then we'll, we'll, go, we'll end on a good note. Okay, that says a lot about you. Start, <laughs> I want to end on a positive. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying it says a lot about you. So he says like there's three evils that result in, in, in gratitude and... In this context, he's talking about like you ask for something in prayer, the Lord gives it to you, and you don't in turn uh, give uh, prayers of thanksgiving that he answered your prayer, Yeah, which is, you know, obviously justice as well. So he, he says there's three things. The first is being deprived of that good that one has received. Okay. So, and I want to like... So he might take it back, is that what you're saying? Yeah, he may, or, or okay. yeah. And God never does anything evil. Like he doesn't no. throw evil upon you, right? Never. But he, he may allow things to happen so that you turn back to him. So it's not like, oh, God is doing this to you, but he's, uh, he, he's, he could be allowing it to happen to you. Yeah. So I just wanted to make sure that- evil that, already is in the world. Right, right. Um, so he may, uh, it may be taken away from you. It may uh, uh, result in ingratitude that hinders future benefits. Which mm-hmm. makes sense. I, as I was reading this, I was just relaying it back to like how I am as as a dad myself, and like when I give my son something, sure. and it really is a good analogy. It really is. Yeah. You know, so if uh, if he doesn't come back and say thank you after I give him something, and then he comes back and asks me again for it, it's like, wait a minute, you weren't hey, grateful no. for it. Yeah. You know. Uh. So and then the third one is uh, that it's a punishment even in this life. So. Um. For, he says, for the Lord is not content only to take away from the ungrateful uh, what he has given them, but to bestow nothing else. But sometimes he also adds some temporal penalty mm-hmm. for uh, for being ungrateful. And, and again, it would just be to if allow... he does, it's because he loves you. Yeah, so you, can, you turn back to him. Do not, do not hate the Lord's chastisements. Uh, but so then he talks about the three good things that happen whenever you do, you are thankful in prayer, and he talks about uh, the uh, perse- uh, the per- uh, preservation of the of the goods that you've already received. So okay, kind of is the one eighty of of what of these the evil things, right? Mm-hmm. So the so it continues to flourish, it continues whatever the grace he gives you, it continues to grow and it's it's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the second one is the multiplication of good things. So he can make he give you that grace that you asked for, and then it ends up being something uh, even better than you could have even imagined. How many times Which does that happen? Happens all the time. All the time, and helps continues to grow the kingdom of God. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one is uh, one that uh, obtains greater things in the next life. So he gives you something, you you do it the right way. Um, your reward will be great in heaven. So anyway, 
So, <laughs> and that's the one we should really be focusing on. Right. I mean, don't, don't not, do not build up rewards in this life. R- rewards that perish. I just think rewards in the next will be everlasting. I just know that in my prayer life, there have been times where I, I know that I have failed to uh, offer up prayers of thanksgiving for great things that the Lord has given me. And so, um, it's one of those things when we, when we, uh, in confession, when we say for what I have done, what I have failed to do, that would be one that you failed to do. Yeah. So, right, well, we're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Okay, so for those who uh, uh, are on I the podcast. I did it again. I did it again. You did what again? The oh, same the zero. Thing. The zero. It, it's like, and right I thought there. I was clicked over here. But you didn't. That's okay. I just need to not have zero be a... Mm-hmm. Sorry. We just need one. Yeah. Uh, so, so he talks also about uh, three things in particular that hinder prayer from having an effect. Which I thought, which I found very interesting. It's right here. Uh, oh, yeah. He talks about you know. So what is a you're you're praying and it's like why why is the Lord not answering? It's like well there he, he says there's three different things that could maybe hinder uh, having prayer being effective. And the first one is the awareness of some of a serious sin. Obviously being in the, in, in the state of mortal sin. Obviously that's a big one. Or even grave sin. Well, if you're aware of being in the state of grave sin. Well, maybe at the time whenever you committed the sin, you you, you didn't knowingly choose okay. to do so or something like that, and it was or, still... Or you were unaware at the time that it was, that it was grave. grave. You were un- unaware of the gravity. Right. So it's maybe not be a mortal sin, but it could be still a, a but grave. It, but then you, you came you to the... to learn that, oh, that was grave. Yeah, right. I, I now what, see the seriousness. Remember yeah. when we did the episode of backbiting and how right. Aquinas said that this is a mortal sin? Uh, bite, so it's grave matter. Or grave matter. matter. Right, so yeah. And then I realized, okay... Um, that's something that I need to take a little, you know, I need to do a little bit more self-reflection, take a little bit more seriously because, um, you know, if, if I had done something like that, I need to make sure to confess it in, uh, in confession, you know. You know what I've learned is that men do that a lot more than, what than we people give credit, than people say that men do. You know, we think about that as being like a, a female thing, you know, like gossip. I know some men who can gossip and i've caught myself doing it i me you know too I mean? I mean i i have too like right up there with the best of them right i i mean i'm i'm, I'm as guilty as probably and like sometimes i'll do it kind of like nicely right you know under I, the I, guise of like oh bless his heart right i hate that you he's know doing what, this you know what i mean yeah. like oh he's i just love him so much you know but yeah you know as if that makes it any better right so it, anyway, it doesn't. So if you're not in the state of grace, obviously your your prayer it it's going to hinder the effectiveness of your prayer. But also just being totally. uh in grave sin. So uh, the second one is is he says being uh, unmerciful unmercifulness, meaning like you're not uh you are not uh, merciful to your neighbors. You know you're asking the Lord for something and then um. You know, you're not you're not kind. Jim Spencer, everybody. Oh, there's Jim. Jim Spencer. Ha <laughs> um, You know, you're not merciful. You know, you're ask, asking for something and then you're not, you don't show that to, to other people. Yeah. Uh, That's interesting that there was nothing else on the list. I mean, it seems like this would be a long list. Well, he, uh, again, this is just a, uh, it's a brief writing, right? So it's not like an exhaustive li- uh, writing, but he, he's just writing in regards to what he considers... Uh, some of the most important things. I mean, to me, if I was going to like make a list of things that would hinder prayer from having its effect, it would be pride, 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 
pride and pride. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, you could say that with all these. uh, Any sin is pride. Right. You know, that's, it's sort of like saying all virtue is charity. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is. Um, So, I mean, it just seems like this is a good list. I I appreciate the things on this list. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously being in a state of mortal sin. That's a a, a big one. Um, But I was kind of surprised by the next two. uh, Unmercifulness and then cruelty towards others. I mean, also cruelty and unmercifulness kind of seem like the same thing uh but it seems like there could be a lot of things that would hinder your prayer from having effect you know like or like you know just any vice you know like any uh unrepentant vice uh mortal venial grave not grave i mean Mm -hmm. if you just have a vice that you're refusing to address refusing to like submit and take to prayer to say lord i i am struggling Mm-hmm. Lord, I'm a, I am weak. I need your help. Mm-hmm. Save me, Lord. You know that, like, if you just say, if you refuse to address it, and I've had moments like this in my life. I mean, where I've been in prayer and it, the thought has come to me, oh, this, and I have said, no, we're not talking about that right now. That is not. That is not on the docket I mean, have for you ever today. Done, I mean, oh, I, yeah. I've done that. Where and and it's like, no, God, we are not talking about that. Uh, that's that's that is fine for me to do. Mm-hmm. That whatever it is is not that bad, and we're not talking about it today. You know, right. and then it comes up again and again, and finally, I by the by the grace of God, you know, surrender. It's always such a great feeling. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's almost always like a confession. It's know, almost like, like feeling. Y- yeah, you you fight it for so like, long. Why was I fighting this? I know it was it's, stupid. I should not have been... I, you know, like, what a dumb... It's like, it was, you realize, like, it was dumb of right. me to even want that. Yeah, that is... It, it is interesting Interesting. I wish I could come happens. up with an example, because this happened to me so many times. I just can't think of what they are. Well, I mean, I, there's a lot of times where I'll, I'll get into adoration and something will come up, and I'll be like, no, Lord, I'm here today in adoration to talk to you, you know, to pray these prayers, yeah. and then to talk, you know, talk to you about... The- Lord, I brought an agenda. Right. I would like to stick to the agenda. Right. Can we, so we, can can we have stick a, to the so notes, So we can please? have a, uh, an efficient meeting. Because, right. Lord, I want to be respectful of your time today. Right. <laughs> yeah. But that is kind of the mentality that I... There's times that I've I've done that. Uh, even if... Trying to sales job Jesus. I was uh, talking to a deacon here in the diocese about that a while back ago, a couple years ago. and Because I, I was struggling at the time. I was praying the rosary, and something just kept coming up in my mind, you know, to talk, you know, to to Jesus, I'm trying to pray. Right. Okay, if you had quit distracting me with right. this, and he said, like, you know, you got. That's why he said, like, you got to just stop, stop praying the rosary, and pray about and that. pray about that. Yeah, and then you can go back to the rosary when you know when you feel like that's that's taken care of. I've heard that before. That if you if the same distraction, what appears to be a distraction anyway, happens to you three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you should stop what you're doing and pray about that. Here I am, Lord. Your right. servant is listening. Right, exactly. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so I, this book though is really good. If it, if it's only about 110 pages long, it's very I, short. You know That's I dig almost my favorite thing about it. I dig. I Look dig how small th- it is. Uh, I, I dig that. And then um, it, if you're into 
reading of the office, the important he talks about the importance of uh, devotion to to Mary. Why Saturday is assigned to the Blessed Virgin Mary. He makes a really cool. Why is it assigned to Mary? Uh, he it's makes not like someone picked Saturday. No, he, he makes the uh, really cool analogy, or he tells a story of like if the seventh day, you know, if Sunday is uh, the the day of rest. Well, at one point, the God Man was resting. Uh, in Mary on Saturday. So if God was resting in uh, in Mary on Saturday, and then Sunday is the Lord's Day, Mary's Day would be Saturday because it's leading up to uh, the Lord's Day. Wasn't he resting in Mary on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday as well? Yes. Well, when he was in the womb. Isn't yes. that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying... Uh, that's why he gives the example, though, of if it, if Sunday is the Lord's day, Saturday, the, the one closest to it, when he was resting, would be uh, Mary's day. Okay. He had a, he, he does a lot I'll better job. Yeah, Definitely. he does a lot better job of, of explaining it than I did just then. But uh, it was it's a really cool. Um, I'm oh, glad uh, he's talking about it because I just thought it's like oh we picked Saturday and. No, and he uses and Saint, I thought like Saint Mary. Bernard, I thought talks? Mary kind of like told somebody like, "Hey, there's this Saturday devotion. I want you to think. I want you to she have." Does. And she does. I thought that's why it was. I mean, yeah. I think that is why it is. But obviously, he's coming up with more philosophical reasons. Correct. And he talks about the importance of uh, kneeling while praying. Uh, there's a lot of things in here that I I, I wanted to talk about, but yeah. I knew. Dang it! That's the second time today someone has brought up kneeling while praying today. Really? Today. That's a sign. Father Cosgrove's going to be all over me for that. Oh, I forgot to g- give a shout out to um, to Mike Cosgrove. To Mike I Cosgrove, wanted, is that who you were going to shout out? Yes. I also wanted to shout out Mike Cosgrove. Oh man, I forgot. But you and know, he, he says Cosgrove.